You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Hello there, my darling sheep spotters. Welcome to episode 30 of the Sheep Spot Podcast. I'm Sasha from SheepSpot.com, where we offer diverse hand-dyed wools and the information and support you need to make those wools into yarns you absolutely love. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the long wool breeds, Perindale. And for general information on the long wools, please check out episode 29 from last week. Before we get to Perindale, though, a couple of housekeeping things, actually a few housekeeping things. There are three of them, and that's not a couple, that's a few. Uh, First housekeeping thing, as a follow-up to my discussion of rare breeds in episode 28, I wanted to share with you this thing that I found on the internet this week that made me so happy, Um, and that is a UK, tiny little UK company called the Knitted Bear Company. And the Knitted Bear Company, which I think is just one woman in Sussex, makes hand-knitted stuffed animals from hand-spun rare breed wools. So uh, it's a really fabulous pro- uh, project because she's using these rare breed wools and turning them into these incredibly adorable um, toys, which she also talks about on the website in an incredibly adorable way. So... Um, I'm going to just read you some of the website. Next comes hand knitting the little bear. This takes about five pots of tea and biscuits or six to 10 hours, depending on the breed of bear. Then I have to, well, pull the bear together. You can't say to the bear, pull yourself together, bear. That would be unkind. It's all done very lovingly with needles and yarn. It's a painstaking operation that takes a further two pots of tea and a piece of cake, say two hours. Finally, the bear has to be cuddled a bit and made to feel wanted. Because we believe, like Freud, that what happens in a bear's cubhood influences its whole life. So making each bear takes time and affection. So if you, if there's a little one in your life who deserves an incredibly special handmade gift, do check out the Knitted Bear Company. I love everything about them. And I will put a link in the show notes. Okay, housekeeping thing number two. This week, yay, I did some actual spinning. I spun some lovely pin-drafted roving, which is a blend of BFL and Merino from Rampart's Farm and Wool Mill, which is just about an hour away from me. Um, and not only this fiber, the fiber was really lovely, uh, lovely to spin, um, but it was so marvelous just to be spinning that I decided that I'm going to add a really quick spinning check-in at the top of um, every episode or every other episode Uh, As you know, spinning is a major mode of self-care for me, and I haven't been making nearly enough time for it. I'm hoping that checking in with you weekly will help me spin more. So you all are going to be my spinning accountability buddies. 
If you want to spend more and you would also like to do a weekly check-in, I'm thinking we can do that on Instagram. Just post a picture of your spinning once a week with the hashtag #SheepspotSpinningCheckIn. It's a hashtag, so that's all one word. Uh, so we can support each other in spinning more. I think it would be a great way to just get to know each other um, as podcaster and podcast listeners, and also to just make more spinning happen in the world, which is what I'm all about. Finally, number three housekeeping thing, I am in the process of working out what I'm going to send to this year's Fiber Club, and I have a favor to ask you all. Will you please tell me which breeds of wool you have already spun by filling out a quick survey Um, It's just a list of breeds and you can just check off the ones you've spun. You will find it at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash sheep breed survey, all one word. And I will put a link uh, in the show notes to that as well. So, okay, the housekeeping is finished and we are on to this week's real topic, which is Perindale. So, Perindale sheep were developed in New Zealand in the mid-20th century by a shepherd named Geoffrey Perrin, and he was trying to produce a sheep that would thrive on rugged terrain, poor pasture, and specifically um, in a cold rainy climate with lots of hills. Um, And Perindales were the result. He crossed Cheviot Rams with Romney ewes um, and came up with a sheep that had all the characteristics that he wanted. They're very alert, active sheep. They're excellent foragers. They're actually kind of structurally built in a way that makes them very comfortable navigating hills. Um, and they're kind of a good, easy care sheep in a lot of ways. They're known for producing multiple lambs and for easy, unassisted lambing. And Perindale ewes are good mothers whose lambs have a high survival rate. And I always like to talk about, um, you know, birth rates and, um, whether they need assistance lambing and, um, mothering, because it turns out not all sheep are very good mothers. Um, and uh, I once met a California red shepherd at Maryland Sheep and Wool, and she told me that she she had listened to my other podcast, Spin Doctor, and she told me that she had selected California reds um, partly based on the fact that I had done a review of a California red fleece. So I always like to say the things that shepherds are interested in. And shepherds are interested in, you know, sheep that are, can look after themselves and that are relatively easy care. And Perindale's definitely fit that profile. So let's talk about the wool. Perindale fleeces average about nine pounds with a staple of four to six inches. Um, now, there's a big range in Perindale fleeces in terms of micron count. Uh, it depends on what the pr- particular shep- shepherd is going for. Um, so you'll want to evaluate whatever Perindale you come across on a case-by-case basis. It's a bouncy wool with low luster. 
uh, a clear, even crimp and a crisp hand. And even though its staple is pretty long and it's considered a long wool, it's going to spin into a much loftier yarn than other long wools will. Most, the English long wools spin, tend to spin into very dense, heavy yarns. Um, but Perindale really, um, loves to be spun woolen and, uh, can really become a very lofty, airy, airy yarn. I think that that's partly because of the Cheviot crimp. Um, the Cheviot in its background, Cheviots have this really unusual spiral, spiral crimp that prevents, um, fiber, the fibers in a Cheviot yarn from kind of nestling right up next to each other. Um, so Chevy, just the nature of the Cheviot crimp tends to hold a lot of air in the yarn and that carries through to the Perindale as well. The majority of Perindales are in New Zealand. There are some flocks in the UK and there are a few flocks in the US. Uh, I don't think there are any in Canada as far as I can tell. Um, what that means is that you are probably not likely to come across Perindale fleeces. I don't think I've ever seen one um, in the wild. So you are most likely to get access to it in processed form. And it's available as comb top. So some dyers are working with it as comb top. Um, it's available in carded bats. And I carry it as a carded roving. Um, and based on my research right now, it's easier to get Perindale in carded form than in combed form. Um, since I've never encountered a Perindale fleece, it's hard for me to give you very detailed washing advice. But based on the processed Perindale that I've seen, I think that my usual washing method, which I talk about in episode 18, would work well. Um now, let's talk about spinning this wool. You may recall that I said in the last episode that the long wools are best spun worsted, short forward draw. Um, Perindale is an exception to that because its natural loftiness, and again, I think that really comes from the Cheviot, uh, its natural loftiness makes really nice woolen yarns as well. Um, so since the Perindale roving that I sell was once a fiber club selection, I had pretty detailed sampling notes on it. I do this for all the club fibers. So I thought I would just share those notes with you. And sampling the Perindale roving, I spun it long draw three ways from carded rolags, from the fold, and straight from the roving. There were subtle differences among these yarns, but as long as I kept twist to a minimum, I was really happy with the results in all three cases. Um, so if one were feeling like one wanted to do some hand processing and card some roll eggs, you could do that, but you could just as easily spin it from the fold or, or right from the end of the roving, spin it supported long draw and get a really lovely airy, lofty, and surprisingly elastic yarn for a long wool. I found that I had the most diameter control spinning uh, this fiber right from the end of the roving. 
I also experimented with spinning a bulky yarn using short forward draw with twists between my hands, and that also produced a yarn that I really, really liked. Uh, finally, I spun this, I did spin this fiber worsted in a couple of ways. Um, one, I just spun it short, or I shouldn't say worsted, I should say um, in this case, semi-worsted. I spun some of it short forward draw just straight from the roving. And I wasn't too happy with that. Um, I had a lot of trouble controlling my diameter. And I just preferred the woolen versions. I also combed some of this roving with my Blue Mountain Handcrafts combs, and then spun it short forward draw right from the combs to get really a true worsted yarn. And I really liked that version as well. If you go this route, use the finest combs you've got, um, because this roving does contain some naps, uh, and the two pitch combs that I used were kind of struggling to keep them out of my yarn. Um, and so Perindale as a long wool, um, you're going to see some of the ends of the fairly stiff fibers working their way out of the yarn and sticking up from the surface. So even if you spin it worsted, you shouldn't expect to get a really perfectly smooth yarn. And that's just kind of the nature of, of the beast. Um, particularly if you're used to spinning fine wools with shorter staples, you may want to use a bigger whorl than you usually do as these long fibers really don't need much twist to hold them together. And that's my advice for spinning all the long walls, not just for Perindale. So use a big whirl, slow down, keep your hands further apart than you usually do, and generally keep the twist soft. Um, you're going to like your result better. And you really don't much need much twist to hold together these long fibers. Um, I have quite a bit of, of this Perindale roving in the in the shop right now, and I rediscovered it in preparing for this um, podcast, and I really like it a lot. So, um, if you're looking for a little bit of a spinning adventure, you can check that out. Um, that is about it for me this week, guys. I really, as always, appreciate your tuning in. You can find show notes for this episode with links to everything I talked about today, including the sheep breed survey that I mentioned at the top of the show. Please go take that. You can find all this stuff in the show notes at sheepspot.com slash podcast slash episode 30. Don't forget to show us your spinning on Instagram with the hashtag SheepSpotSpinningCheckIn. And last but not least, memberships in this year's Fiber Club go on sale July 9th. SheepSpot's Fiber Club is the most convenient way to get new-to-you breeds delivered right to your door, along with detailed breed information. You can customize your membership in a bunch of ways. You can opt for dyed or undyed fiber. You can join for six months or for 12 months. You can pay all at once or in installments. And you can even choose to get 200 grams of fiber in every shipment instead of just 100 grams. Full year members, so if you join for 12 months, you will also get access to sampling videos, um, a Slack community, and live Q&As with me about each breed. 
This year, there are going to be some additional bonuses that I haven't announced yet. Uh, and I won't actually announce that until membership goes on sale. So stay tuned. If you're interested, please head over to sheepspot.com slash fiber club to sign up to get a notification when membership opens on July 9th. And um, you can also now check out all the details about the Fiber Club on the homepage of the Sheepspot website, sheepspot.com, including prices and FAQs and testimonials and everything that you ever wanted to know about the Fiber Club. It is all there on the homepage. So you can find that at sheepspot.com. I will be back next week, my darlings, with some hints 10 hints to be precise for how to score lovely fleeces at a fleece sale. Until then, until then, go spin something. It'll make you happy. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. <music>